This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Forty-five seconds to go. Middleton. In and out. That comes young. 40 seconds to go. And here's the problem. He can't beat Drew Holiday one-on-one. It's young Kalachigianos. Spins out. Rebound Capella and scores. Clint Capella with the bucket and the Bucks call for time as Atlanta now leads by one. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. The show on Twitter at BetQL Daily. I'm Joe Ostrowski at Joe0670 with Joe Giglio at Joe Giglio Sports. Follow the show at BetQL Daily and download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. You can check out all the shows there. On the BetQL network, just search the bet and uh, you'll find one of the bet stations uh, across the country. And by the way, for those that have been asking, we are now back streaming uh, live video on YouTube. So if you like to rewind, if you have to step away during work, whatever you're doing at home, um, you can do that. You can check that out. So it makes it convenient for everyone involved. It's on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Subscribe to that and you will be all set. Joe G, big joke. John Collins fan here. Uh, loved his post-game interview too, by the way. He was uh, he was an entertaining uh, conversation. Big game for him. He had the double-double secured, which I uh, gave out yesterday on the show. That was plus 165, but it wasn't like a 12 and 10 double-double. It was uh, 23, 23 and 15. I- I'll see if I can explain this. I always get a lot of questions when I post something like this. I posted it on Twitter, uh, the John Collins bet that I did. And uh, it's called points betting. So it's a multiplier. It's called points times rebounds. If you want to bet the over, the line was 155 points times rebounds. So he ends up with 23 and 15. So you take 23 times 15 and we're at 345. 190 over the 155. So whatever you wager, if it's a dollar, it's 190 times a dollar. That's that's how you work that. So, so I was happy. Yeah. So my quick math means you had a good bet. That, that yeah, it's worked good. out pretty well. It was good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it's gonna be tough. So Trey Young, I, I know this is fresh in our minds. Recency bias exists. I'm not sure how much the Bucks are going to adjust because I don't trust Budenholzer. I don't think anybody does or this defense right now. But Trey Young's gonna be strong just about every game. He's going to be get close to that point total, and I, I expect John Collins to have a big series as long as Hunter uh, isn't on the court. I do too. Yeah, I mean, he is he, he's won me over in this postseason. He just keeps bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. You mentioned the postgame stuff. He is he's a fun player. He wore the uh, the shirt last week and went dunking <laughs> over Embiid. That's right. He's he's become the personality of this uh, of this postseason so far. And I think he's going to keep. I'm with you. He's going to keep having big games. I mean, the double doubles probably are going to be there for him. 
We know how much they love the alley-oops and the lobs and, the, you know, the tray going into the lane and giving it to whoever's there. He and Capella are the two that benefit the most from that. I, I think he's going to keep this up. I, I, I would continue to take those kind of numbers and, uh, and, and go with Collins to have big games here. Oh, we didn't even mention Capella. Monster game for him. One of his best in the playoffs. 12 and 19. 12 and 19. The rebound prop is always pretty high throughout the regular season. I remember it uh, in the 12 and a half range, but uh, he crushed that. Just crushed that last night. Yeah, and, and shame on these teams in the Eastern Conference. Like Capella's the kind of guy that you, you want to be able to play the game to get him off the court in the playoffs. And there is a game to get him off the court if you go small. If you get him in foul trouble, you put him at the free throw line where he's not very good. Yet the Sixers and the Bucks have allowed him to just kind of do his thing. He he's made more of an impact in the postseason than I would have expected. I, I wouldn't have thought mm-hmm. he'd have these kind of games where like he had last night. You know, a big boost for the Hawks. Do you think the Bucks are gonna win the series? Not as much as I did before last <laughs> night. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm I would I'll tell you, I would not lay them 180 on no. the Bucks. It, this no reminds me of the way I felt after game one against the Sixers when the Hawks came to Philadelphia and they won. And I, I was sit, sitting in Philadelphia the next day saying, guys, this is this is not going to be easy. They, they, there's no reason they're, they're going to just go away and, and, and just pitter out now. The Hawks are legitimate. And I feel the same way now in this this series. I mean, you think about what the, the odds were before the series. The, the Bucks are the favorite to win the entire thing or mm-hmm. were the favorite to win the entire thing. And now here you and I are watching one game. And we're having doubts about the Bucs. This is yeah. this is what we do in the playoffs. We doubt the Bucs, and they have to show us they're going to get over the hump. But, uh, yeah, I'd be officially worried if I had a Bucs ticket right now. Uh, taking a look tonight in the Western Conference, we go to game number three at points bet. The Suns are one-point road favorites. When they were at home in game one, they were a four-point favorite. Without Chris Paul, they won and covered. In game two, it closed three and a half, even though at one point when we were talking about that game in the morning, uh, the line was five. The Clippers end up covering the three and a half. So game one goes over, game two goes well under, and uh, the Suns are still favored now on the road, favored by a point. It is a total of 221. Kawhi still not back for the Clippers, but Chris Paul will be for Phoenix. Yeah, the Chris Paul addition makes a big difference and obviously moves the line here i'm a little surprised joe they're not favored though at least by a point i mean the clippers have bounced back in every spot they just knocked out the the jazz last week at home they have been better at home significantly in the postseason i am surprised here considering you you think the equity they've built up in the postseason they're not favored tonight i just my first glance at this game i like the clippers tonight to find a way to to not you know, basically get swept out or, or, you know, make this a series by getting game three. That number is a great number if you like the Clippers. Yeah, I do too. And if you want to go on the money line at uh, at the moment here, it is even money plus 100 over at points bet. I'm not expecting campaign to repeat that. He won't have the opportunity because he's not going to log those minutes, but they don't need that from him. Uh, do we think that Booker's going to have a repeat of that with his seven turnovers in game two? No, he's not going to do game one again, a 40-point triple-double. No, but he doesn't need it because you're going to have Chris Paul back on the court. But but I agree with you in this desperate spot. Clippers, back at home, that's the spot to go. Do you prefer to go full game, or do we want to look early on in the game, maybe uh, first quarter or first half? That is uh, – that's a way to attack these teams down 0-2 going back home. Yeah, I, I think we, uh, I think you gave that out last week with the Bucks in Game Six against the Nets. You know, and, and that was an elimination game. But this is, in effect, 
that kind of game. I mean, it's a have to have it for the Clippers tonight. Yeah, first half line. What, what is the what is the Clippers line first half? So first quarter is a ha- is Clippers minus a half a point, and first half is Clippers minus one. Yeah, I would take the Clippers first half. It, it feels like the Clippers get off to a lead in this game. I, yeah. I, I like that one. I like Clippers first half to have a lead. Now, can they hold it? You know, will they? Will Paul George miss free throws at the end and and screw everyone that takes the money line? That maybe. But I do like them first half tonight. Uh, it just desperation has to play into it, and I trust Ty Lue. I mean, Ty Lue's had them prepared for these spots, had them prepared for the spots against Dallas, had them prepared for the spot against the Jazz, and I think he'll have them ready for this game here. And and I, the Paul adjustment, I don't think it's that big of adjustment, right? We, we, they watched Chris Paul play. They played against Chris Paul this year. It, it, it's really just going back to what they thought they were going to play. I don't. I think adding Chris Paul throws the Clippers into a tizzy. I think they're ready for it. I'm curious about Marcus Morris and his health. He was a question going into game two. He was out there dealing with a sore knee right now, but he has not played well. And we can go back to uh, game seven of the last series. He has not played well at all. Here's his point total last three games, seven, six, and seven. The prop number for points is set at 11 and a half, four and a half rebounds, one and a half threes made. Uh, If he's hitting his shots, Clippers should win this game, even though it is a uh, much tougher matchup than they've seen in the past here. But the, I, I'm not sure that we're going to get the good Morris. That's the big question. Yeah, I'm not either. And if you look at the um, the odds on the the points there, 11 and a half, you mentioned it's tilted towards the under. So and, and that makes mm-hmm. sense just considering how he's looked, how he's played. He is a big factor for them, especially without Kawhi. I mean, he provides something. That you know, when they have Kawhi and him and Paul George, they could cover every wing there is. But but he provides something, and, and it's there, there's something missing from him right now. And you could see it. It's it's like well, sometimes there's injuries you can't you know a guy's not right. You could feel it with him when he's playing. He's just not close to 100. percent It's a problem but, for them. There's a little bit of value in, in the Reggie Jackson numbers. Now some sites have 18 and a half points, others have 19 and a half. But if we look at these four games that Kawhi Leonard has not been on the court. If it's 18 and a half, he's gone over that number in all four games. I don't understand why it isn't higher. He's out there for 37 to 39 minutes every single game, obviously in the starting lineup, 19, 24, 27, 22. I thought they would go a little bit higher on these. Uh, These Jackson props have been coming through since Kawhi's gone down, especially at home. I always, my, my rule of thumb is that the the role player, the, the, you know, the the Reggie Jackson kind of player, they usually shoot better at home. It's Mm -hmm. historically true in the NBA postseason. Jackson is a guy that will yeah, he could score three levels, but he could if he shoots better at home. I like this one too. And you look at it, it's minus one thirty on the over, minus one oh three on the under. I mean, it's it feels like it's the over, and everyone realizes it, except the number hasn't moved. I feel like you get this now before this moves, if it moves at all. And I like that number. Mine, I mean, really, eight he to my to me tonight, he's a 20-point guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And uh three's made for Jackson. The line is two and a half, and he's gone over two and a half all four games uh, without Kawhi Leonard. Chris Paul, I don't know if uh, you're willing to touch any of those props because we don't know uh, how much he's going to be on the court. Do do we have details? Did he did he actually have it? Did he just test positive? Do do we have any idea what happened there? No, I mean I I remember when it first the news first came out, there was a lot of scuttlebutt of you know did he have the vaccine, and if he had the vaccine, maybe it's a shorter time period has to stay away yeah there's been nothing i mean maybe this is the nba is trying to protect him and just leave it alone and when he's back he's back and we don't ask many questions about what happened joe the one thing that 
plays into all this, though, if he if he was sick, if he wasn't asymptomatic, if he didn't feel well, what's his stamina like? Is, is he 100% tonight? I mean, we've seen this. I remember, I remember last year during the NFL season, Miles Garrett, great player, and he talked about just fatigue, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks when he came back from COVID. I have no idea. This is – I would stay away from Chris Paul props mm-hmm. tonight because I just – is he at 35 minutes tonight or is he at 20 and then campaign, you know, takes over and, and does what he's been doing the, the rest of the series. So – I got to see Chris Paul play just to see, is this the normal Chris Paul before I take anything? Yeah. And even if there are some reports out there, it could, it could be misinformation, just trying to throw off the scent. That would make sense during the postseason. Uh, the numbers I see for points, uh, some have 16 and a half. Another book has 17 and a half assists, eight and a half rebounds, four and a half. I'm not messing with it. I, I was my first uh, response was ah, maybe take that under eight and a half assists. I mean, that's a lot. He's going to have to be out there a bunch to get to nine. Right, you need but, the uh, but couldn't you see Chris Paul having 25 and 10 tonight? Sure. And I can yeah. also see him racking up six assists in the first quarter, even if he's just, you know, going 80%. I mean, he's, right. Chris Paul's had an old man's game since he was at Wake Forest. He, he, could, he could do things out there even when he's not great. Uh, one that jumped out to me, DeAndre Ayton, over 15 and a half points. He has 20 in each of the first two games. They don't have an answer for him. Uh, they're, they're trying, but he's impressed me. I mean, I know this postseason has been about Trey Young, as it should be. Uh, Luka Doncic has been the, the star of that draft class. You know, Aiton is the first pick. It's it's a weird thing because they didn't pick the best player. He's a better player than I think he gets credit for. I mean, he that the alley-oop the other night, the Crowder pass was amazing. But, I mean, not many seven-footers have, have the, the lift and the height that he had. That was a great play by him to put that in. I go, I like the over for him tonight, 15 and a half points. Just the timing, everything, perfection uh, with Aiton. Uh, worth noting that the return of Chris Paul has not adjusted his point total at all. I believe game one, it was 14 and a half. Game two is 15 and a half, and Paul's back, and it stays the same. So not a lot of uh, concern there, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's been an that, that was an easy bet, especially with Chris Paul out of the lineup. I would lean that way as well in uh, in game three. Booker numbers, 28 and a half for points, 28 and a half points, uh, 25 rebounds, four and a half assists after a poor performance in game two. Yeah, well, probably one that he won't replicate again. I mean, that was a yeah. strange performance. And the fact that the Clippers couldn't win that game with him playing like that, that, that might be that when we look back at this series, if they bow out in six, we might say, man, that that was the spot. That game two, Paul George missed those free throws. They allow the alley oop, and Booker was bad, and they still couldn't win that game. That missed opportunity. I think he bounces back tonight. It's a big game. So I mentioned game one goes over the total by fourteen and a half. Game two, it goes under by sixteen points. So they set the number of two twenty one right in between where they had uh, the totals for games one. And games too. Do you have a feel on uh, the pace of this one? I feel over. I feel like we're going to get some points. And I feel like yeah. Paul George shoots it better. Booker shoots it better. And we just get a more offensive game. But it has been pretty amazing to watch two games so different. The first two. I, I don't. I have a feel, but it's not strong. You have conviction yeah. on it? I don't. Not so much. Um, we were talking about how high the number was for game one of the, the uh, Hawks. Hawks um, Bucks game last night, and that one ended up going over. And neither team was killing it from the outside. There are a few threes from each team, but it wasn't a ton. Uh, Middleton wasn't making his shot at all. So uh, that thing flew over just because of the pace of that game. 
So many different ways to attack this. We'll continue to talk about it throughout the rest of the show. This is BitQL Daily, Joe O and Joe G. Let's talk about what happened in Major League Baseball last night. And there are a couple futures plays that we want to discuss with you. That is next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.